Good evening, everyone. You just heard that voice. Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome back to the Porsche Cool Podcast, the podcast where we chat about, talk about all things Porsche. Um, Steve's not here. Steve's off making the moolah. He's off, off making the lady Godivers. He's off making the money. Uh, he's not here today, <laughs> Steve. Um, I know you love me saying that, um, but guess who's here? And you would have seen it in the title, Flakap Driver, Ajmal, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you, and thank you for having me on again, and I don't know what Lady Godivers are. <laughs> I thought they were boobs. I thought Lady Godiva was a cockney term. I used to work with a guy years ago um, when I worked in fashion, when I worked at Giorgio Armani, um, and he used to always say Lady Godiva for Fiverr. Can you give me a Lady Godiva? Which means Fiverr. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. But when you call it Lady Godiva... Is that cockney slang? I, I guess it is, but it just made me think of boobs. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. You're seeing the front of the boat. You know the front of the boat where that woman's on the front of the boat? That's what you're seeing, right? Yes. yes. As, a, as a kid, you'd see the model boats and you'd stare there staring at the model boats and your mother would say, what are you staring at? And you'd say, the sails, mum, the sails. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> anyway, this is a strange way to start. But anyway, hello and thank you for having me on. All right. To, to all the listeners, um, I hope my, le- my levels are a bit crazy today. I'm going to turn that down. To all the listeners who don't know who um, Ajmal is, Ajmal's flat cap driver. Ajmal, you have a YouTube channel. You want to you want to explain to the listeners who are new to the channel who don't who don't know what your YouTube channel is all about. Explain it in in hundred hundred words the, or less. The the new tagline for my YouTube channel is the channel that doesn't know what it wants to be, um, and it's it's just me rambling on for about ten minutes twice a week. But it's a lot of it's to do with my journey of owning the cheapest uh, Porsche nine eleven in the UK. That's manual hardtop with an MOT and rebel drive for anyone listening outside of the uk mot's where it's basically road legal deemed road legal and road safe um and it's that and at the moment i'm in the market for uh, a boxster i've got a 912 have stories about that um so it's generally just me rambling on in my car i want to talk about the boxster because i i didn't know that for sure and i know you've been talking about it on your channel and last week when i was here sitting by myself in my lonely room here and, and chatting to myself to everyone on the podcast. Um, I was talking about boxsters because I've been looking at them as well. And I had, I found a couple in Australia, but they're obviously a lot more expensive than the UK and the US. UK and US prices seem to be quite good. But I, I want to talk about that with you actually, because I want to I want to put something forward to you about how you get to the Porsche that you want or how you get to your dream Porsche. Uh, and it's kind of based on the owner's stories this week, which I want to talk about just really quickly, Ajmal. But if you just give me five minutes, I just want to start with the usual because I always like to start with the usual in the yep. podcast because everyone's everyone is aware of what I normally do. And I'm sorry, I always throw that process off every single time. <laughs> I always forget. Sometimes I'm with Stephen now. I, like a couple of episodes, I realized, oh, I didn't mention that. Um, and luckily, there was no new Patreon members. But Patreon is where you support the podcast. You join Porsche Cooled. Uh, you can join Porsche Cooled Exclusive, Porsche Cooled Exclusive Plus. Um, they're the main two. But it starts at $2 uh, a month, up to $10 a month, and it just helps us keep talking. Uh, and you just go to Patreon, search, uh, search Porsche Cooled, or you go, uh, what is it, patreon.com slash Porsche Cooled. The other thing I just want to do a shout out before we get into the to the chat, Ajmal, I just want to read out the couple of reviews that have come through this week. Um, one person I know. 
Um, I know who it is. The first person, I'm not sure who it is, actually. Two new reviews on Apple ratings and reviews. Apple ratings and reviews, basically, you go to uh, Apple Podcasts, you can leave a star rating, you can leave a review if you've got a few more minutes. And basically, all it does is it lets us get seen in the search results. There's a lot of podcasts, there's a lot of automotive podcasts. It's very hard to break the US market, as they say in the uh, pop business. Um, podcasts are pretty much the same. There's a lot of competition out there. So we're trying to get seen by a lot of our US uh, listeners. Um, and I know a lot of people are spreading it, you know, word of mouth, which is great. But the reviews also help. So the first one, Be Cool by Air of Water, one of my favorite Porsche podcasts. Love the owner stories episodes and hearing how people get into the brand and how they feel about it. Keep up the great work. Uh, that's from Egal Eli. I hope I pronounced that right from the US. Um, this one is from Reengineering. Uh, Reengineering is Paul. Um, I've been chatting about Paul. He hopefully is going to come on a owner stories. Um, it's a long one, so maybe I shouldn't read it all, but there's a lot of showboating and unreliable content across YouTube and sometimes Spotify. Credit to Michael Bath and Steve for putting such high quality waffle out and getting the high quality waffle like that (laughs) and getting the Porsche cool podcast out so regularly. So on those two key points, one, the lack of showboating and fuss around the latest model being the only model worth talking about. Whatever you have, if it's a Porsche model, you'll get loads of this. Two, the work rate, getting them so frequently means I'm rarely running out of good Porsche content to listen to. All the best, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for that. And thank you, Igal Ili. That's how I'll pronounce it. Um, So if you can leave us a review, like I said, just go to Apple Reviews. And when you're listening, just give us a star. Ajmal. Hello. Did you listen to, I'm sure you haven't because you've been off celebrating your 10th wedding anniversary, which is very exciting. I saw it on Instagram. You had nice photos of the, the wine and the food that you are indulging in over the last few days. Oh, it was lovely. And I went into a bit of a food coma yesterday by about six o'clock, but luckily <laughs> I recovered to continue by about 7.30. <laughs> really? It, it looked like lovely. a nice, it looked like a lovely place where you're at. It looked like a beautiful place. Yeah. Yeah, it's a place called Limewoods down in New Forest. So uh, an old building, uh, lovely, lovely place with amazing food uh, and just incredibly relaxing. And obviously not having any children with us. It was amazing. Not, I mean, you know, as much as I love my children, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. it was... Uh, just it in was case just, they're listening. Uh, no, they they shouldn't be there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was lovely. Yes. Um, but sorry, you were going to say about the, uh, the owner's story. Yeah, so Owner Stories came out today, number 50, and number 50, um, I had Bobby on, and I had a really good chat with Bobby. He's a really nice guy. Uh, Bobby's from Portland in Oregon. Hi, Bobby. I know you're listening. And Bobby's the, the proud owner, the new owner of a 2008, uh, 2008 uh, 997 uh, Carrera 4S, black, beautiful leather interior. Um, but Bobby's story, Ajma, was actually a good one, and I want to I kind of relate this back to you shortly but he was a new owner of a of the 911 this is what he sent to me originally and i'm sure bobby you don't mind me reading this out uh he's retired after 30 years uh 30 year career in law enforcement he was a canine handler um he always wanted a 911 but he couldn't justify the cost so he bought cars that were practical ajmal he bought cars that were fit for a purpose um the 911 at that point wasn't really the sort of car that he was looking at um and then he got close and i think I hope I'm right with this, Bobby. I think when you got close to retiring, he decided that he was going to make his way up the ladder, so to speak. And he had to do it at no cost if possible because his wife didn't want him to spend any more money. So it was about doing it at little cost as possible and buying the right cars and making your way up, way up to that, to that uh, dream, that dream car, that 911, the Porsche, your first Porsche. 
Um, so Bobby's story, you know, he started with a, a 2013, I think it was, Toyota pickup. He then went to that 69 Camaro, which, you know, I'm not a, I don't hate muscle cars. I don't know what you think about them, Ajmal. I don't hate them. Um, and I think Bobby's one was a really cool looking one. That Camaro that he had was a really prime example. Uh, and then he went to this, uh, then he sold the Camaro. Well, he didn't really sell it. He kind of swapped it. He swapped it for this Factory 5 Racing 65 Shelby Cobra, which was probably worth more than his Camaro, but he, he did the deal. He swapped it. He got this Shelby Cobra. Obviously, the prices increased on that, and then he traded that. He sold that, I should say, and then he got his 911. So he made the way up, the progression up, Ajmal, um, which I think is a really good story. It's like, because there's a lot of people out there listening to the podcast, um, and I know you bought the cheapest, nine, uh, the cheapest 996 in the UK, um, and it was in, what magazine was that in, for the people that don't know? Uh, it was uh, 911 World or Porsche 911 I can't remember. Porsche, Porsche 911 World, yeah. Um, so there's an article in there that, that about Ajmal's um, 996, but like we said on his YouTube channel, you can see all these videos. You know, so you either get the cheapest one, if you want something slightly better, well then, and if you don't want to, you know, you want to make your way up to it, then it's it's being clever. And I think Bobby was actually quite smart. He's quite good with his money. He bought the right cars, he got the right deals, and he traded up. Um, and now he's got his uh, 997 4S, which is a really nice example. So um, if you haven't heard Owner Stories this week, go and have a listen. It comes out every Tuesday. It came out. Ajmal and I are actually recording this on a Tuesday, even though it's Friday's episode, but it came out today. Yeah, I haven't heard. I haven't heard it yet. I have heard the previous one, which was Benjamin, was it? Yeah, Benjamin. Yeah. Mon Classic. Yeah, ben- um, Benjamin's I a great guy that. too. Yeah. I liked that one. And I'll get, I'll get back to that one in a minute. But with um, the, the trading up, uh, it's a great way of doing it because you can be quite quite methodical. Yes. And I, I think it comes back to, I was thinking about this just before we came online on Zoom and I thought it kind of, because you're in that situation a little bit and I want to just come back to that, but just go back to Benjamin. I just got a message from Benjamin actually. He's um, he's going to Luft, Luft 7. He just reached out to me and said he was going to Luft 7 and asked me if I wanted anything from uh, Luft 7, which was really kind of him. Uh, that was a great story. If you haven't heard Benjamin's story, that was a couple of weeks ago. I'd like to go to a Luft one day, Ajmal, wouldn't you? I almost went to the one in the UK, but then I couldn't. Um, I seem to be having this regular thing with these Porsche shows. I seem to be almost going and never seem to get there. Um, But Luft 7 is on in the US on this Friday. I think it starts this Friday. Um, So that'd be pretty cool. I think it's in Indiana. I wrote it down. It's in Indiana. So I'm sure there's quite a lot of the US listeners uh, who are actually going to that. So without giving too much away of the new... Um, owner story um, but it I, I've been thinking about that where because I'd read the blurb that you put on Instagram um, about uh, the latest owner story and the the trading up process um, because you can have if your first Porsche is going to be a 911 because let's face it if you haven't had a Porsche before your ultimate Porsche isn't going to be anything other than 911. Am, am I making a big sweeping statement here or am I, am I just kind of hitting the nail on the head? Well, this came up with Brian, um, who was last week. Brian on Owner Stories. Manuel996 on Instagram. Or Manuel996 on Instagram. And Brian bought the Macan. I don't know whether you listened to that one. Brian bought I the did, Macan. I did, yes. And then he had the Macan and literally... You know, Brian, I know you're listening as well, but Brian had the Macan, I think, for two weeks, and then he realized that what he should have bought was a 911. Um, two yep. months later, he sold the Macan, and he's got a 911. And I think that 
that is the worst feeling you can have. You know what I mean? When you do that. And sometimes it happens to people, Ajmal, not when you buy a, the wrong Porsche, but if you buy a car, which is a dud. You know what I mean? It happened to me with the Peugeot that I bought years ago. You buy a dud and it's like, I just got to get rid of this. I don't care. Um, and that's what yep. happens. Not saying that any other Porsches are a dud, but it's like most people's dreams are of 911s. There has been a few, there have been a few people on owner stories who have had the dream of getting a Boxster or, you know, starting off on the Boxster side of it. But most people, like you said, when you're thinking you want a Porsche, you want a 911. And some people use the stepping stone of getting maybe a Boxster and then making their way up or something like that, or just buying what you can afford now, driving it, enjoying it and getting there. So Bobby's story, I kind of relate it to you a little bit because you bought your 996 and you bought it really cheap, right? Yep. You bought your 912. Looking back, even with your 912, and I don't know whether you're still sharing how much you paid for that car, but looking back at your 912, even the price of that now, looking at the prices of the 912 market, you still bought it at a good price. Yeah, it was. A, I think the, the 996 was definitely cheap. And when you go for something at that end of the market, it's a risk. It's a huge risk. And from my point of view, I took a massive leap because I was trying to prove a point to a friend of mine. And I just went, right, I'm just going to buy the cheapest one. I, don't, I didn't know anything about IMS. I didn't know anything about what faults they might have because, like yep. I told you before, I wasn't a Porsche guy. Yep. I didn't know anything about them. I just said, I'm going to go out and buy the cheapest 911. And uh, when I first found out about it and I looked into it, obviously it had, it had problems, but the, the seller, and we, you've talked about this with Steve and we've mentioned it before, where you buy the seller. Yes. And... It, it was a lady who owned it. She was really genuine, honest, but she didn't know a lot about the car. And, you know, the brakes the brakes failed when I first went to see it. And so, um, but when I was incredibly lucky that I got it and my first experience of driving a Porsche was being in a 911 and, being, and, and it was already mine. And I was already able to just get in it and drive and drive it, get comfortable and thrash it and do whatever I wanted to do to it. And, and but if you're that you're going to graduate to a 911, it's slightly different process because if you think about, you know, you went well actually in my journey, like uh, was it um, Brian? Was it Benjamin? Benjamin who bought the Macan? Was it Brian? Brian. Brian. Brian, who bought the Macan, that you have an expectation of what it's going to be like. And he obviously jumped in that Macan. There was probably, I, I suspect there was nothing wrong with the Macan, but it just didn't meet his expectations of what it meant to be in an iconic brand car. Yeah. And, and it was a great example, and, and, as he said. It was a great example. It was well looked. It was, you know, Porsche certified, I think, low miles. It was everything you want in a Macan, but it wasn't a 911. Mm. So when you and and for me, so uh, but the thing that I'm always confused by is when people buy a, a Boxster. No, I'm not actually confused by. It. I know why because people buy a Boxster and Boxster has a bad name, uh, unfairly so because of what Jeremy Clarkson said when it first came out. The Boxster is for people who can't afford a Boxster S, and the Boxster S isn't for, pe for people who can't afford a 911. But that's that stigma is attached stuck to that car for a really long time and it's only now shaking it off and if for people who say well my first step onto the Porsche ladder on my way to a 911 is a Boxster most of them that I've known of eventually come back to a Boxster because they go hey, do you know what for every day just getting in it and enjoying it and being able to access the power and the enjoyment uh, it's probably an easier yeah. transition 
yeah. than a 9-11. Yeah. It, it does surprise me, though, how many people that have 9-11s that do want boxes now. Because mm. I don't think originally it would have been that way. I don't think originally people would say that I'll get a Boxster as well to go alongside my 911. They might say I'll get a 964 air-cooled if I've got a 997 or I'll get a 993. But Boxsters, don't you think Boxsters though, and I know I've mentioned this before, Boxsters are a little bit like cabs. They're a bit like cabriolets. And last night I did a search. I was searching not in the UK but I was searching on you know car sales in Australia, the main site, um, for ni- the cheapest 996 you could buy. The cheapest 996, and it would have to be a Cabriolet because that's what you're going to get. The cheapest, the cheapest 996 would be a Cabriolet. And a few come up. And I think the cheapest one, I'm going to test my memory here. I think it was about 35,000 or 39,000 Australian. So it's, it's on par almost, Ajmar, with some of the Boxster prices now. And I thought, well, that's a dilemma, you know. Like, do you go for a Boxster manual, 986, Maybe it's a Boxster S. Or do you go for a 996? There was a beautiful white 1998, uh, which James at Porsche Platz always said the, the first 1998 ones were the better ones or lighter. Obviously, the Cabriolet is going to be heavier, I think, maybe a bit heavier. Um, but do you go for a 996 Boxster S in manual or do you go for a, almost the same price? Do you get a 996 Cabriolet and then you're in a 911? But it's, but it's automatic. That's the problem. It's automatic. Ah, right. Okay, so that... A lot of that's to do with your journey on on that, your Porsche journey. Because if you're towards the early part of your journey and the prices are similar, you might go, well, do you know what? I'm just going to take the leap. I'm going to jump into a 911. And I, and I can say that I've got a 911. I've experienced one. Um, but if you've done that and then just for pure enjoyment and you just want to be able to get out and, and, and you know, it, the Boxster is made to be a convertible. It's not something that's had its roof chopped off and strengthened and, and the weight changed. So it's not operating in its optimum environment or bandwidth, if I could say that. Um, so, you know, for pure enjoyment, I'd say if, if you take that element of the 911 illogical element out of it, I'd say you're going to get more enjoyment out of a mid-engined, made-to-be-convertible Boxster. And also, even if you got the 986 2.5, you're, you're fully accessing all of the power and you're properly enjoying it. Whereas a 911, even my 911, which is you know really old, it's a 1998 996. It's a Carrera 2. And if I'm on some of the shorter country lanes, you can't, you know, you can't properly go because you know if you're doing yeah. 70 in second, you're breaking the speed limit on 80% of the roads. I oh, see so you've um, got the 98. I forgot about that. Yours is a 98 as well. Because um, yep. I always remember what James at Porsche Platz said, um, who was on Owner Stories and who's been on a, a few, ep- a couple of episodes um, in Melbourne. And James, I know you're listening. And he said to me there was a reason that he thought the 98 was the better one because it was lighter. It was a lighter car than the, than the, the year later or two years later. I should know my facts before I come on. I'll get in trouble not knowing well, my facts. It's, mine's still the analog one, so it's got the cable accelerator. Mm. It hasn't got the electric one, and. Uh, it hasn't got the electric hood and uh, trunk lid release. Oh, right. Um, and it's, it's all manual, it's right. not electric. Wow. And, um, and, and I th- I'm not sure about the weight, but I have talked to a few people who've, who've driven the Carrera 4s of the same kind of era. Okay. And they've said they just feel different. They, you know, the whole weight distribution and when you're going through the corners and bends, it doesn't feel the same as a rear-wheel drive early 996 right, compared right. to a later one. 
And I want to go back to the automatic thing too, the Tiptronic and, and, you know, not the PDK, but the Tiptronic. I, I don't want to say it's a bad transmission because I've had people on owner stories recently and in the past who have got Tiptronics automatics. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, obviously, all the, the purists want the manual. Um, you know, there's been many people on owner stories who have said that, the, that they can get a lot out of the Tiptronic, out of the automatic, and it actually works, you know, pretty good, pretty good. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. I, I just looking at that last night, I'm just thinking, will that deter you? But I think what you said is is, is interesting, actually. But would it deter you? You know, do you want a you know under a hundred thousand kilometer, sixty thousand mile, uh, ninety eight white cab in auto, or do you want a hundred and fifty thousand, hundred and thirty thousand, nine eight six career uh, Boxster S for about the same price? And this is Australian prices. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's a difficult decision for people to make, especially people who who haven't been, who don't know much about the brand. Um, and I think, you know, you say you're not a Porsche guy, Ajmal, and I know you always said that, but, you know, over the last couple of years, you kind of have become a Porsche guy, you know, because of your YouTube channel. Um, and the knowledge that you have now is obviously a lot greater than what you had in the beginning. Um, and so many people that have been on, you know, even I think Bobby said it to me as well, you know, he didn't know much about Porsche. And, you know, there's so many episodes of the Porsche Good podcast and, and also my YouTube channel when I used to make videos of the 997 because because I own a 997 and Steve has a mm. 997 GT3. Um, and I think that sort of content is, it really is, it, it's rarer than we think and it is quite invaluable. Like your YouTube channel as well where you've got the 996 and you've got an, a, a 60s, you know, 912 and the fact that you can talk about them and people just want to know about it and forums don't give you that information. You know, community forums don't really give you the information. It's, it's the interaction... I think the interaction on, on your channel, the interaction on anyone's, you know, my YouTube channel where people in the comments, Instagram I think is even better than YouTube. I think the, the DMs that people send me, some good, some bad, but most DMs are quite good and, and, you know, where you can just help someone, where you've actually helped someone and they tell you and they say that's great information. Have you had that happen to you with the 912 and 996 videos? Absolutely. I mean, lots of people have contacted me about the, especially the 912 when I first got it. Um, and I mean, like, I remember you, you contacted me about it. That's when we first started speaking. Yeah. And you said, whoa, 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 hang on. Where's the process of looking for it? And I went, no, I just found one and I bought it. Um, but people have contacted me and said, look, I'm looking at one uh, and I'm looking for criteria. And I said, well, I can tell you in hindsight what the criteria should be. But my criteria was I went online and I searched for 912s and I sorted them by the one nearest to me. <laughs> yeah, that's not the way you should do it. And it's not, and you know, I, I, and with the 911, uh, I did it uh, the other way and I just sorted it by the one that was the lowest price but was also manual and a, and a hardtop and a, a, a real drive. Okay, so here you are. Um, and I don't think you have the 912 with you at the moment, do you? It's in storage somewhere, right? But you have, you, no. you have your 912 and you have your 996. And you bought them long enough, for now, long enough ago that prices have shifted, right? Prices have shifted. Yep. Does the thought cross you? And I know you talk, you're thinking about a Boxster. Um, now, are you thinking, though, at the back of your mind also that if I sold the 912 and I sold the 996... I could actually go up a rung and I could get something else in the Porsche range. Yes. Uh, I did think about that because if I, so if I saw, sold the 912 and the 996, I would have a decent amount of money to get something towards the top end of a 997. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, if I really went out on a limb, and I sold my MGB from 1968 as well. And, a know, GT3, put a bit, you mean? Uh, uh, no, <laughs> not a GT3. But, uh, but if I went a little bit further, maybe I could get something towards the bottom of 991. Right. Um, you know, if I, if I stretched myself. Yes. But the thing that I, I think back about is that if I, I – I'm, I'm, at the moment, I, I need to generate income from yep. whatever I'm doing with YouTube and uh, all of this stuff. And I, have to th- I have to think about what I want to do, but I don't want to do that thing where I'm doing things for the views. You know, here's, yep. my, here's me picking up my new Lamborghini that I've, you know, financed up to, up to my eyeballs yep. just for the hits. Um, so if I sold with my current financial situation, I sold my 911, I would, I would realistically think, hang on, how am I going to get another 911? I'm not. Because, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy to tell people, I bought my 1998 um, nine, C2 911 996 for £6,550 two crazy. and a half years ago. Crazy. And, and you know, they, they are nowhere near that. Mine, mine's crusty. It's got high mileage. It's got 153,000 miles now. But Doesn't matter. Everything works. Yeah, everything yeah. works on it. And it's immense fun. And I'm, I don't have that anxiety of leaving it somewhere getting scratched or anything like that and with the the 912 it's the same if i sold that now would i be able to get another one the way prices are going it's very unlikely but would you no you couldn't with a 912 no way Mm. i mean look you know there's the crazy prices that we see in 912s and i'm sure you follow them every now and again the crazy prices in the u.s on on beverly on not beverly hills on uh bring a trailer um even on collecting cars you know, there's crazy prices out there. The prices in Europe are insane. Some of those prices on classiccars.co.uk that search the European sites, some of those prices are insane for the 912. Um, and some of them don't even look that well restored to me. Um, I did see that one, and I don't know whether I sent it to you. Um, I did see that one in the UK that just came up. I think I did send it to you, actually. Yes. Um, the black one, which I thought was – and I sent it to you because just – for your information, because you, I know what you paid for your 912, and this one is a little bit more, but is it a lot better than yours? I'm not sure. You know what I mean? It seemed to have a little bit of work done on it. They said that it had work at Revival 912. I just thought that that one was actually quite a good price. How, you know, in comparison to the market in the US, which is insane, you know, which is insane, yes. you know, where they're going for 90,000 US dollars and, you know, 85,000 US dollars and something now they're going crazy which is which is top dollar and I guess there has been some in the UK for that price Ashmal there has been some there have been some for like 59,000 pounds and stuff at rent but they're really well restored they're really well sorted exactly they they are pretty much as new the rent vehicle design one the yeah. one that they've currently got uh, yeah. the which is a great is yeah is nut and bolt it's yeah. you know completely brand new car whereas I still think mine was reasonably priced yeah um and the fact that, you know, I, I knew Jack, Flat Six Jack, that he could get it on working for me in a, in a really cost-effective way. And I've been able to enjoy it and tweak it and do all of these things with it. But uh, if I went to, you know, if I went to sell it, I don't know what I'd get for it. And a lot of the ones that I see for sale at those inflated prices, let's I mean, be honest, they are inflated. Yes. How many of them are actually selling? True, true. You, you know, because mine, the ones that I see selling are the ones who are that are similar price to mine. Now, mine is as you know, it's it, it works. It's um, it's great fun to drive. It needs fettling, but there's some bits that I think, oh well, I'd probably get that done better. It's not matching numbers, but you can drive it and enjoy it. You can drive it and enjoy it. That's the exactly. Main thing. 
exactly and so it's you know it's one of those things where you go do i want to throw that much money into it so here's the question though would you would you be tempted you know because you know the making your way up the ladder like what bobby did in you know this week's owner stories you know getting to his 911 and obviously you've already got a 911 you've got a 911 you've got a 912 you've got a 912 you've got you know to most people that's like wow, you know, let me be there. Let me be there. Do you know what I mean? I still haven't got a 912 due to other, you know, other reasons. But would you be tempted, though, to, to trade those in, put them on collecting cars, put them on wherever it, wherever you get the most dollars for them and get something like a newer air-cooled? Would you do that or would you rather have something that's more modern? Um, well, for me, my 911 is my daily car. It's my everyday car. So, you know, I've got a car seat in there for my two and a half year old, uh, my six year old. We, the three of us go out probably a couple of times a week in it. Okay. Um, and anything that I get would have to be able to do that. Um, and I guess if I went for, you know, uh, a 964 or a 993, I could do that. Still got back seats, yeah. Um, but how does the box yeah. to fit in then? How does the box to fit into this, to this plan? So the Boxster Boxster thing was a similar kind of thing to what I did when I set out on the 911 journey, the 996. It was, can you still get one? And and my my problem is that I've become attached to the 911 and the 912. Yeah, I think you should keep both. I'm kind of giving... yeah, and I'm totally giving away my next video that I've already recorded <laughs> for YouTube. But I, I've totally become attached to them, and that and that's the problem. And with a Boxster, the aim is to buy it, enjoy it for a maximum of two months, and just sell it. And hopefully, as a minimum, for the same price that I paid for it. Oh, um, right, because they're going and, and up the, in value. Because they are going up in value. Yes. I, I was just talking to my wife about that when... I went out to renew the rent-a-car that we have here in Bahrain. And I was saying, you know, that Boxster in Sydney... And it's it's top dollar the one I'm looking at. It's forty four grand, right? Forty four thousand mm. Australian dollars. But it's you know very good condition. Whatever. That's what I'm I'm tending to look at more of the better looking ones. But I said to her that forty four grand car, I will guarantee you that in six months it will be fifty five sixty grand that car. Boxster prices will go up that quick. Look at how quickly um, nine nine six prices went up. You know it's insane. Yeah. They literally doubled. They literally doubled very quickly. Um, in Australia, anyway, and I'm sure the UK as well, they literally they were sell- they were there for 39 grand, and now they're there for 69, 75 grand for the same car with high, high mileage. They're they're, they're at the price. Insane. It is Ajmal. They're at the price of a 997 almost of what I almost paid for my 997. You know, which is which is that's the market. That's the market at the moment. Um, yeah, and and I think with so the the way that I've been looking at it with a Boxster again, it was you know I'm going to I, I set myself a limit that's unrealistic and 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 it, it was deliberately unrealistic. It was that I would I would buy one for about two thousand pounds. Wow, and it Can would you be get working. It that cheap? Uh, it's been a bit of a struggle. Um, but, two thousand. Um, yeah, that it would be that it would be working for that much, and I um. You know, I've seen a couple that have come up and the difficulty I've had is I've not been in a position where I can go and just pick it up. Um, but don't, uh, or, aren't you going to be opening yourself up to like so many costs at that price? I'm just trying to find something to tell you about. But aren't you going to be opening, up, opening yourself up to so many expenses when you're looking at something so cheap with the Boxster that uh, had the 986 yes. Boxster first generation that had so many issues, like so many issues? 
Oh yeah, and that's the whole thing. I guess that's part of the part of the journey. But I would buy it as a working car with MOT, and I've you know I've seen a couple where one needed a clutch, one needed something else, and you go, I don't really want those. Uh, there's some that are you know I don't know what it's um, like in other countries, but here they call it recorded. And it means that it's been in an accident or it's had some oh, really? kind of problem. Yeah. So uh, um, I guess in the US you'd call it, it's not a clean title. Right. Um, so I'd, I'd want, I don't, I don't want to veer into anything that's been yeah. had sort of structural damage in the past and fixed. Cause you know, I still have to go in it and you know, my, my children, one of them might go in it. Um, but the, uh, but, but, but what's happened is that the ones I'm looking at, so, you know, a couple have come up and I thought, oh, that could be quite good. And, and you know, the guy, there was one yesterday. And I right. thought, oh, I think, I've, I think I've done it. Okay. But the guy didn't didn't want to sell it to me over the phone. Oh, really? Uh, uh, yeah, I saw it and I said, look, can I just pay you and I'll just send somebody to pick it up. Why did No, but you have to... I, he felt really uncomfortable. He, I, he must have thought I was putting a scam or something. And I said, <laughs> look, I'll just transfer you the money. You know, it's just a bank transfer. It's only two and a half uh, thousand. Uh, well, yeah, it was like, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'll just transfer the money. And he went, no, but how can you do that without seeing it? And I went, no, I really want to buy your car because I believe everything that you've said in you the know, ad. Yeah, that's funny, that scenario, because that's kind of like the scenario Steve had when he bought his GT3. His GT3, he was looking for so long and it came up and he's told the story. I'm sure you've heard the story. Yeah. It came up and he contacted the guy literally straight away. As the, he got the email alert about the ad going up on car sales in Australia and he called the guy straight away. Like, Almost immediately said, I'll take it. Subject to PPR, I'll take it. And the guy was like a bit hesitant. You know what I mean? Like, what is this crazy person? You know, I yeah, just, push, it, you I know, just put this ad up. Am I missing something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that yeah. was exactly it. And, and he said, no, but you have to come and see it. So I, I messaged him. We messaged a couple of times. And I said, right, okay, so I can come and see you on Wednesday. And then he replied. He didn't reply for two hours. And he replied saying, it's sold. Oh, really? So yeah. he didn't want to sell so, it to you? He, he sold didn't it to want to someone sell it to else because he sold it to somebody else who must have been able to get. I don't to understand quickly, that because he was quite because he was far. It would have taken me three hours to get there. So you're you're talking about boxers at around the two thousand three thousand pound mark. Um, Brian yep. Brian sent me Brian who from Owner Stories. He sent me a link to one yesterday, yesterday or the day before in the US on Craigslist, and it was a red one. I think it was ten thousand US, and I thought that was cheap. So that's what five is that five thousand pounds? No less, less than five thousand pounds, is it? How much is yep. ten thousand US? Uh, oh, no, 10,000 US at the moment is probably about six or seven. So that's about six or seven. And I thought that was really cheap. I thought you couldn't get them much cheaper than that unless you were buying, a, as we say in Australia, a complete dog. You know what I mean? Like, I could end up with a complete dog. <laughs> I, I could. There's every possibility. It's a good story, though. Something. Yeah, and that's exactly it. It's, it's a good about, story. You know, it, it's that journey and, and it's kind of full circle. You know, normally people go boxster. 911 or something else 911 or 944 or 924 whereas I'm kind of going 911 but but Ajmal the the 912 and 911 are not going anywhere at the moment though right you're keeping those no yeah they're perfect. not going anywhere perfect so you're going to have a three yeah. car three Porsche car garage with no garage with no garage yeah uh so it's i mean there's a couple of things that I'm I'm doing uh and the thing is as you know I'm I'm kind of I'm on a time limit so I've got a couple of months of because I, I left my my day job yes um, to just have a bit of fun and 
you know, step out of the corporate world for a bit. Yes. Um, and I thought, you know, should I, should I do something that's going to generate cash via my YouTube channel or whatever it is that I do podcasting or whatever it might be. Um, and I've not been able to devote enough time to it just because, you know, we did a house move. We did a whole load of other stuff in, in yeah. you know, life got in the way. And it's only now that I've got a bit of time. So, you know, um, uh, tomorrow, uh, which the video might not be out actually by the time, have uh, you bought one already? Have you bought? I one? haven't. No, oh, I haven't. Okay. But I am. Uh, I'm going. I'm meeting somebody who's been on a on a story before. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, just save yeah. that. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. Yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah keep that as well. Uh, and, and and you know, we're, I'm doing reviews of other people's. Cards. Yeah, that's going to be great. That's going to be great. Actually, yeah. So it, it, it's that kind of thing that I'm doing. But there's yeah, and uh, but with, but, and he has a great car too. He has a great Porsche yes. as well. My yes. favorite. My I'll, I won't give it away, but I'll say it's one of my favorite colors in air-cooled Porsches. That's all I'll say. Yes. And not to everyone's taste, but I like it. It's not the Porsche that I'm driving, by the way. I, I know you told me that. You told me that, which <laughs> yeah. is even more exciting. Which is another <laughs> yeah. car. Which is another car. And we're not going to give it away. You have to go to uh, Flat Cap Driver YouTube channel. You have to go to Ajmal's YouTube channel and watch this video. When's it dropping? Tomorrow. Uh, next day. Well, I'm recording it tomorrow, so it's probably going to drop on Sunday. Yeah. So on the weekend. Sunday. Go and watch it. Um, I know the person who Ajmal's meeting up with, um, and I know the car. And it's a car. This other, this car that you're reviewing is a car that comes up in a lot of owner stories that a lot of people want have had one, and a lot of people are searching yep. for the early ones. People want to get the early one, um, and I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a good video. Hey, let's um, let's uh, let's talk about what's been happening in the UK. Because I know that you went to um, you went to a lot of events over summer. Um, one that I was supposed to go to, Classics of the Clubhouse, but my work got in the way, unfortunately. How was it? How was Classics of the Clubhouse? Because I know it, it was a while ago, but it is a yearly event, and PJ does a good job with that. He does a really good job. Um, and if you don't know who I'm talking about, it's uh, is it at PJ Gibbons on Instagram? I think it's at PJ Gibbons. Uh, I think it might be PJ underscore Gibbons. PJ underscore Gibbons, or you just go to Classics at the Clubhouse. Uh, it's a regular event now. I think there's going to be on every year. It's been on for the past, I think you missed a year, right? Because of COVID, but it was on the year before. Yep. So I think they missed one year. How was it showing your car? Uh, tell the listeners what, what you did. You um, took your car it, there and showed it for, it, the, uh, for the show? Yeah, it was. Um, so uh, Jack, Flatsick Jack, who is my specialist and who's been brilliant um he had a stand and he had about eight cars on there and nick the classic series was on there there are a few others on there as well um, um and for one it, second though jack where's my t-shirt that's all i'll say jack where's my t-shirt well, i'm gonna go and see him in a few days so i'll i'll, 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 I'll remind him <laughs> he hasn't got me one yet and i've seen him lots of times since <laughs> but um sorry go ahead but it was um so he had a you know a, a load of cars there that uh, all get our work done from him um and but pj did such an immense job and his team of getting the event on because it was very early when lockdown restrictions were being eased yeah yeah and the amount of cars there yeah the amount of people there the you know the weather wasn't typically you know in england it wasn't brilliant but it wasn't awful um and uh, the the amount of people there the amount of people that i met um and just being able to people that i've been messaging on instagram who've been messaging me through youtube who came over and said hello and said oh i see your channel or they know me through post cooled 
Uh, and, and the amount of people said, oh, is Michael here? I heard last minute. Really? I heard through a, a, someone that will remain unknown for now, but I heard you're a bit of a celebrity there. I heard you were very um, sought after. People, everyone wanted to talk to you. No, not that many. There were a few people who did come over to find me. It was brilliant. It was really nice. Uh, and it was really great to talk to people face-to-face. And there were a few owners from Owner Stories. There were a couple was uh, there. So that was really good. Yeah, and it was it was, it was was just a fantastic event. But well, Nick because was there. I, I Nick was there and PJ Nick was there. there. Yeah, I had a yep. really, yeah, really long, long chat with Nick, uh, PJ, and obviously Nick. Um, and But when uh, I, I don't get to drive my... 912 very often um and when i was coming home and i really like pelted it home in the car yeah. just because the weather was about to turn and yeah. i wanted to give it and the country lanes around the venue were brilliant um and uh pj messaged me later in the day and he said my wife was driving behind you and she said you were driving like you're in a rocket oh, really <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and it was just that I, I just had an immense time driving back because those roads were just fantastic down there, all country lanes. But it must have been a good thing, though. You know, you've had the 912 for some time and then you go to this show. Um, and, you know, even the fact and, and this is not a celebrity thing, I'm just saying. But I remember I went to a Cars and Coffee in Sydney uh, at a place called Balmoral, um, which was an order house Cars and Coffee. And I think I don't know how long I had the YouTube channel for. And I think there was like two there was definitely two people that came up to me and said, oh, you have a YouTube channel. You know, I watched your video about the Fister exhaust. It was great. You know, these sort of things. It's kind of nice. And I, and I like this with the podcast. And I want, and, and do you have that same feeling? It's kind of nice when people really, when, when people really appreciate what you do, you know what I mean? Um, where, and I come back to this thing about helping other people It's your journey and you're doing what you want. Like you said, you're not doing it for views. You're doing it for yourself. And that's, that's why people like it and that's what people watch and that's what people want to see because they want to see the true stories. You know what I mean? Um, and I know people try to fake it. You know, there's people on YouTube, you can see it. They're trying to fake that thing, but it, you, you just can't fake something like that. It's just, it just doesn't happen. Exactly. And it's, you know, I like to think that it's because a lot of people are on the same journey. Yeah. True. Um, true. And, and the, the amount of people who came to say hello and, you know, I met their children and things like that. And it was just, it made me feel nice that it, what, I wasn't wasting my time doing it and that yeah. people got where I was coming from and that they were on a similar journey and it resonated with them on the, I'm sorry, I used the word resonate. Uh, I know you don't like that word. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's nice though, isn't it? I mean, look, I've honestly, I, I've had so many, to, this week I had a really, and I'm not going to call out the guy because I don't, I don't want to call it out, but I had a really nice message that came through a couple of days ago from a guy in the UK. And I'm sure if he's listening, he'll know who I mean. And it's hard for me to respond to messages like this because I just, you know, maybe I get embarrassed, Ajmal. I just, you know what I mean? It's very hard to, when people is people are so so nice and so genuine and so honest and, and really appreciating what you do. It's somehow hard for me to say thank you enough in the right way that it actually means something. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, especially through and, Instagram. It's really weird. In real life, I can do it. You know what I mean? Because... People can see that I'm being genuine, but on Instagram, it's really hard to take that sort of compliment and make the other person feel, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I don't know. It's social media thing. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. 
It is because when you when you're using just text and someone has taken the time to reach out to you mm. to actually go, I'm going to. I've seen a video on YouTube, and I'm going to find them on Instagram. And I'm going to write them a message and say I appreciate what you're doing. And it, and it's you know it's it's kind of humbling because you I'm sat there talking to a it camera. And I don't think I'm talking to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just you know yeah. this is me, and it's trying. I'm trying yeah. to you know maintain some kind of mental health, and I feel like I'm talking. <laughs> to something that can't talk back to me but then when someone does respond it's almost like talking into space and then yes. suddenly there's life out there and someone responds back it's kind of you know you you, you yeah. want to express that in a way that says do you know what you don't know what this means yeah when, exactly. when someone responds to me like that. and when exactly. someone comes and speaks to me and and when i was at box and gas and someone actually came over to talk to and you know you know i was still in the queue to get a burger <laughs> and, and i was starving and someone walked in who was just coming into the event and uh, they were a family and someone looking at me and, and I'm thinking why are they looking at me I've <laughs> just got like mayonnaise on my face or something and a guy came over and said oh I, I watch your channel and uh, and his wife came over and they uh, and they were from I think Holland oh, okay uh, and and they came over and I chatted to them for about 10 minutes and his wife almost interrogated me about it can a nine nine six be a family car? Oh, really? <laughs> and I went, well, yes, and I yes. take my children in it, and it was, yeah. all, and but it, but it felt like oh, someone's actually listening, and they, and someone's actually not just listening for silly entertainment value, yeah. but it's actually information, and I, I, it becomes a thing where you think, do I have a duty to provide accurate information? Which I guess I try and do. I think it's when you, I think you know, if you think back to that very first video that you put up, you know what I mean? You make a video. And you put it up and you think, no one's going to watch this. But when you actually yes. upload it and you publish it on YouTube, um, the first real video. And for me, it was, you know, trying to be sensible um, video from way back in 2016. The videos before that were just all rubbish, basically. But that one was the first one that I did when I started talking about Porsche. And I remember, you know, like I remember recording that video. I remember, so, and, you know, it was an evening in Sydney. My wife was, it was late at night. I came downstairs, I had like this new Sony A7S camera that I bought and I set it all up and I did this video and the framing was all out, you know, it was terrible framing. Um, but it was one of those videos that when I put it out, it was like people responded to it a lot, you know what I mean? And it was like this thing and it was like, wow, you know, people are actually watching this. And it's that realization that you are actually putting stuff out that people want to do, want to, want to listen to, want to watch. Um, but I think what you, you know, the comments is what, what you just said then, I think is it hits it on the mark. Um, people go to the effort. It's like doing a review. It's like sending a DM. It's like writing a comment. Yep. You, everyone is busy. Listening to this podcast, you know what I mean? Listening to the podcast for an hour, giving up an hour of your time to listen to the podcast. Um, you know, even you coming on the podcast, you know what I mean? Like these things that you do because, you know, it's, it's something you enjoy and it's something you want to share and it's something... You know, you meet people that you want to connect with. You, you know, you meet people you want to connect, you, you connect with. And that's what's, I don't know, that's what's really good about it. That's what's really good about what you and I, I think, are doing. Yeah. And, and we're going off track. Thing, Sorry, I don't know what's wrong. No, no I think that you're right, because the community is an important thing. And, and to talk about it is a, is a good thing, because when, you know, I always want people to come and talk to me. Um, mm. And the thing is, uh, during the week when people uh, send me comments, on YouTube, for example, or DMs on Instagram, I don't do them a quick flippant response. Sometimes I take a long time to respond because I have to go somewhere, find a quiet space in a coffee shop <laughs> and sit there and go through all of them yeah, and give yeah. them a proper response that they deserve. 
Um, and especially the ones, uh, I don't know if you've noticed recently, I've started doing the, the, the end word in my videos. Mm. So I, I, I give a word at the end. Yeah. That, that, that people have to quote in the, in the messages to tell yep. me that they want to the end. Yep. Yeah. And, That's good. Uh, I like that. And, and, and it's, it's been, it's been so funny and I, I, I've had great fun thinking of the words and yeah. then interacting with people on that word. And then, uh, and, and the questions that I've had about and, and the suggestions that I've had, it's been amazing that people have just taken the time and, and, and mm. you know, on YouTube, it's not that you're just listening to it in the car or on a run or anything like that. They're sitting down and watching it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I appreciate that because people are going to the effort and that they Absolutely. deem what I put out there worthy of that, of their time. So it's, it's quite, it's nice. It makes me feel quite good. So going back to these shows, you met, you met a lot of uh, listeners and, and, and a lot of the people that watch your channel. Um, so you went to Classics of the Clubhouse, that's PJ. Yep. Um, look great. Yep. I saw the photos. Great images from Nick at the Classic Series. Great images from PJ. Uh, Sunburnt Lobster was there as well. Yep. I didn't see him there. Oh, he wasn't there? Uh, I can't remember if he was. I think he was there, but I didn't see him okay. that time. Um, and then you went to Box and Gus, which I would had, I was, yep. had all good intentions to go there. I think uh, Nick at the Classic Series reached out to me and said, are you going? And I said, I'm absolutely going. And then we had to come to Bahrain, I think, three days before. <laughs> so I missed out on that. Um, how is Bo Box and Gus was good? Because Box and Gus is quite big, isn't it? It's a lot bigger than Classics yeah, of the Clubhouse. Um, do you know what? It, it, they felt kind of on a par, but it just felt more established. Right. Um, so, um, and it was it's a It's more bit like of a, Luft, right? Box and Gus is supposed to be, a bit, it's a bit more Luft-like, isn't it? Yes. In a way. Yeah, it's a bit more, uh, it's a bit more of a mix, but it's very, it was Porsche heavy because it's at Auto Farm. Um, and, you know, you get lots and lots of, uh, and, and, you know, you've got Porsche there. Yeah. Uh, Porsche Vintage Classic. They've, yeah. they've got lots. Yeah, it's all well-sponsored, you know, isn't it? Yeah, and and you had some really amazing cars that you know not, uh, Porsche nine five nine, you know you've got yeah, original yeah. career RS that kind of stuff. It's just you, you you know you're blown away by that content. Yeah, there's great cars. I saw them. There was there, he's always got his Instagram is fantastic. Box and Gus's Instagram or Black Betty and Co. Yes, um, it's great Instagram. Great Instagram. I noticed, um, that, and, and, I, I noticed that Duck and Whale was one of the sponsors. The magazine from Australia. I noticed he was one of the sponsors of that Box and Gus on the poster. Which I was surprised. Yes, so I, I mean, the, the sponsors are amazing for that one, and you know the um, the amount of people who were there uh, and the sponsors that were there, and you know you can always tell the success of an event by the yep. by the food trucks. Oh, there was uh, a lot of food of, trucks. Yeah, there were a lot of food trucks, and <laughs> there were a lot of queues for the food trucks. Oh, really? Oh, that's good. Uh, so it was, um, and uh, there were a lot of former owners there, oh, and okay. I wanted to get. Uh, uh, from owner stories, and I wanted to get a group photo, and I totally forgot. Oh, really? Um, so who was there? And uh, so Nick was there. Yeah. Uh, obviously PJ. Yeah. Anyone uh, else that Mark, Mark, hasn't come? Mark Dempsey. Mark Dempsey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who else? There was somebody else. Um, somebody lobster Jack. He was there. Yep. Um, somebody told me they were going. Actually, someone sent me a message and said they were going to be there. Oh, I can't remember who it was. There must be somebody else. Because Some... we went in a bit of a train of yeah. cars from near where I live. Fantastic. There were probably about six or seven or eight. Uh, and I was in my 911 because I couldn't get 
uh, 912 out storage. The endless Porsche summer, as I called it to you earlier today, I think the endless Porsche summer. I was thinking of that movie, The Endless Summer. Is that what the movie's called, The Endless Summer? Um, uh, fried eggs. What's fried eggs? Is fried eggs so, um, is uh, Road to Renline people? Is that who it is or is it somebody else? Uh, yes, yeah, so it's Lee, Lee Sibley. Oh, it is Lee Sibley. Uh, that, yeah, that uh, 9-11 guy. Okay. Um, so he uh, owns uh, a 90s 9-11. Yes. And uh, 9-6. Yes. And it's it's a 9-9-6 gathering. Um, How was and that? I was quite... It, it was really. That looked good. quite small, was it? Was it quite it was, small? It was, yeah, it was very small, and it was at um, a car restoration uh, venue, and it was uh, a bit of a drive. Right. Um, but I, uh, it, it was great to meet people, and uh, that was another one where people came over and said, "Oh, I do watch your channel." Uh, so that was really nice. And but then obviously, <laughs> did you say, then, sorry, Ajmal, did you say, are you subscribed? Don't just watch my yeah, channel, subscribe to my channel. Do you hit like? <laughs> you need to hit like. Yeah, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> bully them, bully them. No, um, it was, and, and it was, you know, uh, when I got there, and even the cars that were sort of, you know, slightly older and not the pristine garage ones that, you know, that just sit in a garage, they were well used ones. Uh, they were all clean and polished. And oh, really? Was there. So you went there dirty? There looking, yeah. Well, I parked it around as far back as from the front as I could, <laughs> but it wasn't that I think it's back. a good idea, though. I think it's a good idea for a show. I think he's, you know, just having mainly 996s, um, good name as well. I think it's actually a, a pretty good idea. Someone should do one for the yeah. 997, just a 997 show. Oh, I don't know. Maybe you could do a flat cap driver um, drive or show or something Maybe well that's well people keep telling me that i need to have an event called the milk run oh perfect uh that's so perfect need, you shouldn't have given that away to, yeah. people people are going to yeah. steal that when they hear that <laughs> be <laughs> well, very careful giving away that. ideas ajmal people I take them i know I am, I am very free and easy <laughs> giving, giving ideas away and, and whatever pops into my head i just say it in a video what was cafe in the machine i keep seeing cafe in the machine on seen through glass and other people's YouTube channels where people go there and park out the front. I see the images on Instagram. I saw you took a photo there as well. What is Caffeine the Machine? What is that for so people coming to the caffeine, UK? So it's Caffeine and Machine. So Caffeine it's Machine. Near, okay. uh, caffeine. Uh, so it's uh, near Stratford and it's oh, really? just a car. Uh, yeah, it's a car themed um, cafe, hotel. Uh, just a place for people to gather. And during the week, you can just pop there um, and go for a coffee, sit in the yard, chat to other like-minded people. Uh, they'll, oh, there's always really interesting cars. Uh, but once a month, they have this, I think it's the last Wednesday of the month, they have the Air Cooled Appreciation Society and where you have to buy a ticket and it's all very controlled where you come in and park. And I was lucky enough to arrive at just the right time where I was told to park right at the front. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, front and center, and it was it was really nice because people came to have a look, and people messaged me on Instagram and said, oh, "I've seen your car." A few people said, "Oh, let's have a chat," and I was too busy chatting to people that I didn't see the messages until much later. <laughs> uh, and so I, you know, it was from five o'clock till about ten, and I think I left there about ten thirty. I was oh, there, cool. you know, I had a long chat with Simon Jessup, who was there. Seems like a nice guy. Takes great photographs. Uh, he like, does. Yeah, he, great photographs. He, he does a lot of work with uh, rent vehicle design. He does a yes, lot of their photography. Yes. Yeah, and like he's, um, yeah, and he's got uh, 1968, I think, Porsche 912. Yeah. 
um, right-hand drive one, so I'm very jealous. Yeah, he's talking about changing the color of it. He was talking about changing the color yes, of it on Instagram. Yes, he was, Instagram. yes. Yep. Um, so he's been toying with that, and he's bought himself a 993. Oh, has he? Uh, yeah, he's got 993 as wow. well. Uh, which I saw at that Air Cold Appreciated Society. It looks fantastic. Fantastic. Um, have you seen the um, YouTube? Have you seen the person on Instagram who's rena- who's restoring the nine twelve? And they posted a seat. They posted a picture of their seat yesterday. Actually, it's nine twelve underscore project nine score under, underscore project. And I looked at the seats because the seats are beautiful. Um, you should check out the Instagram. They were restored by Gary, actually, at Classic FX. Gary's a really good guy. Uh, oh, really yes, great company. Gary. Um, but they've got their 912, it's 912 underscore project. And what I really like about it is I really like the color. Can you see the gray? Oh, yes, yes. And I, I've been looking through 912 colors because I had this crazy idea of buying a 912 like the ones you used to send me, which were rust buckets and like not really working yes. and they're just falling apart. And I thought maybe I should be doing that and just do a complete restoration and not worry about matching numbers or whatever and just paint it the color I want and just have this car, which is just my car. But would it be a, a Porsche called Porsche called one off? Yeah, and I really like that idea. And I really like there's, – there's also someone in Sydney that's got a 912 project as well. I don't know whether you've seen those. I think they're in – well, maybe they're in Australia. I don't know if they're in Sydney. Um, and they're doing the same thing. But I really like this guy's color that he's chosen, this gray. I think it's a really – Unique gray. And I've been looking it's up 912. Quite... Yeah, and I've been looking up 912 colors. And there's a color called, it was a color that came up. I don't know if it's called, not called cloud, but there was a gray color that came up. And apparently there's, you can't find any images of it. It's like one of these really rare colors. Um, I don't know whether you've gone through all the 912 colors, Ajmal, but there's some really interesting ones there. You could actually um, do a respray. How much do you think it yeah, costs see... to respray a, nine, a 912? Oh my God! If you sky's the limit, depend. Yeah, the sky's the limit, depending on what you want to do. I mean, it's just insane. It, it depends how high quality you want it to be. You know where I'm leading here. Would you or, Would you be tempted? And I know you're you're transitioning at the moment. So not transitioning, but you're transitioning. And <laughs> you know you're taking some time off. You're doing YouTube. Would you be tempted to do that to your 912, where you say, okay, I'm going to put in another thirty thousand pounds. I'm going to no. do the. I'm going to do the interior. I'm going to respray it. I'm going to do glass out. I'm going to do everything and fix it so it's, you know, perfect. No, because do you know why? Why? It would give me no greater pleasure, as a as an object that I own. Would you worry more about it? Now. Is that what the problem is? You'd worry more. I, I would because it would become more of an investment and a, um, a bundle of money rather than a thing that I can just jump okay. in and enjoy. Good point. Um, and 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 I'm very careful about not doing that because I, I don't, which is why I've never wanted to buy a new car. And when uh, my wife bought a brand new Golf R about four years ago, I, I didn't want to drive it. Right. I had this anxiety of I don't want to be the one to, to scratch it, and uh, and it was it was always that thing, you know. And and whereas with my with with my 911, my 912, even my MGB, I, I get immense pleasure from driving them just on the most mundane journeys like getting yeah. the milk yeah you know i can just get in it at any time no matter what the weather is and just go um and and i can go anywhere you know i i go and visit friends who live hundreds of miles away in my 911 and i don't care about the miles in fact yeah. i want more miles on it um so it's that it, it's it because it becomes an object to look at and an investment and i am not really right that's that's not my kind of thing 
the experience is lost. The experience is lost. Yeah, and, and there's a lot for of people you, who do you. that. You know, yeah, exactly. And if you look at people who, you know, when you hear uh, spike car radio, when you hear about yeah, yeah. Um, people who are buying cars and they're buying them strategically and they're buying them in yeah, a way low, that says no mileage, you know, exactly. And then they're going to get rid of them very quickly. Yes. And they're going to do it in a way that they'll make. Me, I, I, I probably need to have my thinking to go that way, but I don't. I just think about it. How much joy is it going to give me when I jump in it every day? Before, uh, before we go, I just want to ask you. There's one question I did want to ask you. Um, when you went to Classics of the Clubhouse, Nick, Nick from the Classic series has been on Owner Stories before. Um, if the listeners haven't heard that story, go and search back. It's, I think Ajmal, you were number three, weren't you? I, I can't remember what number Nick was. I think it was about five or six after that, or maybe ten after yeah, that. Yeah, something like remember. that. Yeah. So when you when you went to Classics of the Clubhouse, um, and Nick bought his white nine twelve, I remember when he first messaged me um, when I came back to London, and he sent me a picture of it. He was going to buy this white nine nine twelve. I don't know how long ago that was. Maybe a year ago. When yes, you wow. went to when you went to Classics of the Clubhouse, what was it like seeing his nine twelve and seeing your nine twelve? Um, did you notice anything? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to give away how much Nick paid for his, but did you notice anything that surprised you? Um, no. I've got to admit, I'd seen it before. Okay. I'd seen it before, only briefly because it was at Jack's and I went to see Jack about something and I just had to wander around it. That was it. Okay. Um, but it was... It, it was uh, and also, I'd seen pictures of it because Nick and I had been messaging um, on Instagram. Right. And um, and I thought he'd got a great car. I, it, it, it looks fantastic. Um, and uh, just the, the way that it... And the work that him and Jack have done on it, the way that it sits. Um, but as with anything, when you talk to him, he'll say, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do that. He'll have a list of things that he wants to do. He wants it to ride better. He wants it to... Uh, be more reliable, more usable. All all the things that you speak to anyone with a car that age, who it's not mint and uh, a yep. garage queen, then yep. th- it's the same things. Yeah, yeah. Um, as I said uh, a while back, it would be great to get. I think it'd be great to get you and Nick on the podcast and chat about the nine twelve. Actually, the nine twelve experience. I think that'd be a good um, a good three way conversation to have maybe sometime in the future. It really would because every time I see him we're too busy chatting to other people and looking at things because <laughs> yeah, exactly. we're always at an event. Yeah. So he's taking photographs, I'm chatting to people, vice versa. And then before you know it, you say, oh, we'll chat next time. And then you're, you're gone again and he lives. Over, and uh, so it's, it's one of those things where, we, you know, I, it'd be great to properly chat to him about the 912 ownership experience. He seems to be really enjoying it. I mean, some of those images that him and PJ have been posting and, and the images that PJ has been doing of Flat Six Jack are just fantastic. I just saw one just then, actually. It just came up when I was looking. It's like the images have such a good feel about them. They're really fantastic, yes. those images. And, and, um, and Jack's got the coolest shop. Yeah, and yeah, he's got the, the cool place. shop and he's got PJ yeah. taking the photo images. And then um, Nick of the Classic Series, the image that you put up that Nick put up today at that petrol station, that old sort of petrol station, and whether you've seen yep. that image, what a cool image. I don't know where that station yep. is, but if it's near you, Ashma, you should take a photo there as well. It's a great, great <laughs> setting. I don't, I don't know where it is because PJ lives around the road from me. Really yeah, close. it's a great setting. Uh, but Nick, Nick lives quite far away. Um, and it, it's, it's just that... Um, the, being at those events um, and, and meeting those people has been amazing because I've, I've gone with, you know, I've gone with Jack or I've gone with a group of people that I kind of know yep. in, in, as part of that community. 
Um, so it's it's not like you're just turning up by yourself. I mean, Kathy and the Machine, I went by myself, but I knew right. uh, Simon and Jessup would be there. Yep. Uh, but I met, you know, just you just walk up to somebody and say, I really like your car. Yep. And just, they'll chat to you all day. So it's Get Simon nice. to take some photos in photos of your car. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to. I, yeah. I need someone to take them, you know, where they're not using a phone. Yeah, get some cool <laughs> shots. Get some cool shots and you can reuse them. Oh um something that you just said, uh I meant to comment on. You know when you said that you you did that video in the first one that you put up on on YouTube yeah. with yep. with your Sony camera. Yeah. And and the first video that I did, it was you know, it was exactly that feeling that I had was I'm just gonna put it online. No one's gonna look at it. No one's yep. ever gonna watch it. Yeah. Uh so I went and bought, I just went on uh Amazon and I bought yep. a, a camera, like a action camera <laughs> for I think it was twenty-five or twenty-eight pounds. Right. And Which is why, that. you know, for the first, yeah, and no, for the first sort of, <laughs> and then for I think nine pounds, I bought this sucker thing that went on the screen. Yeah. And then you went up to and GoPro. It, you think you need yeah, better? And then I went to, yeah, and it was just everyone was saying, bloody hell, dude, I can't hear what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, and I yeah. listened to it back, and I got, oh my God, this is awful. But your sound's always really good because you have the separate, you've got the little road microphone, right? Your sound is always yes. good in the car. I've got to get one of those actually when I eventually get back to Sydney. That's a, they're, they're good, those little wild. I know they brought out a new, yeah. they've got a new version of it that's just come out, which is supposed to be even better. So there's, there's two of them. There's the, so I'll use two together. Yeah. Uh, there's one is the Rode wireless one. So it's yes. the two-piece thing, one that goes yes. on the camera and one that you can clip on and you can use it yep. as an interviewing mic or just on your... Yep. But then because there was some guy, he's, I can't remember his name, he did a review of an additional Rode one that you plug into the remote device, the transmitter. Oh, the, the lav mic, you plug into it, right? That's the one, yes. Yeah, yeah. And that one just takes it, that takes it up a notch. And also if you're sat next to somebody talking to them, when I was interviewing Jack... Uh, yep. in his shop that one you know i was sat next to him wearing that mic and, and his sound recorded really well so I, I want to do more you know collaborations with people but my yeah. kit isn't up to it so i need to think about what i'm going to get and even you know doing you don't need that even much, doing though. this even doing this us chatting i want that to be better yeah um yeah. so it's um it, yeah it's it's a it, it's always it's it's a bit of a money pit but I mean, we didn't mention it at the beginning, but everyone knows this is done by Zoom. <clears throat> and everyone, most people know that Ajmal's in the UK and I'm in Bahrain. So um, there are always some sound issues every now and again. I've had one major catastrophe with the audio in my podcast, only one, uh, and that was with Steve. And it was a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if anyone noticed, but it took me hours to fix it. It took me absolute hours and hours to fix it. But in general, it's um, it's pretty reliable. It's pretty reliable the way I've got it set up. But when this is the thing about anything that you make, any content. You've got your setup you like, and you just keep using that because you know how to set it up and you know how to use it. Um, I find with filming YouTube videos, I still found that even after, you know, the last time when I was really filming them, except when they're in the house and I'm filming a watch or a tech thing or whatever that I used to do, I still find with the car that I'm not really comfortable in filming properly. I'm still not, I don't feel set up properly, you know what I mean, Ajmal? The only mm. time I really feel set up is when I'm in the car driving and I've got the GoPro on the windscreen and that's the easiest one to do for me. I find that's still the easiest one to do. The outside of the cars and those sort of things, I find them quite tedious. Yeah, not- I, I do too. And I, I, I don't, and I also feel it's not me. Yeah, um, yeah. because it's I don't feel it's adding anything and one of the things that I've been toying with and it's something I'll talk about in the next video but it's it's more about how do you then make it more accessible for people should I then ha- convert it into a podcast as well so it's just an audio thing Ooh, podcast um uh, but it, but it's for me it's how do I make it more digestible 
for for people yeah. rather than than having to make time and sit and and, and it's not you know, I insert bits of video and um, and images and things like that of what I'm talking about, whether I'm talking about something about the car that I've done yeah, or yeah. might need doing or is broken or I've seen something. But sometimes it is just literally like the last video is completely unedited. It's just me getting in the car and driving for, you know, and I could just talk on and on and on. And sometimes I have to think of my head, stop. Sorry, when you say unedited, though, you know, and you say unedited, you mean you don't watch it through at all? You just literally trust what you've got on the video and you just load it up or you or you review it before you upload it? The last one I didn't watch. Really? Wow. No, but it was simply because I was out of time. Um, and I recorded it in the morning um i and and the way the process works is you're you know i do it on my gopro then i'm from the gopro i have to download it to the gopro app yeah, yeah. then from there i have to download it to my phone then i upload it to iMovie yes is, you know I'm not a great way to do it not that, uh, and no. then yeah exactly. <laughs> limited then, limited limited functionality with iMovie um, absolutely and then from final there, cut is better if you're going to do it final cut exactly is so i need to refine that process but then i have to download it back to my phone and then upload it to youtube so, yeah. it, you know, all I had time for was record it, trim the ends of it and upload it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does take a long time. And, you know, people say, oh, the podcast must be easy. You know, I edit every podcast and I don't edit it to edit things out. So you guys, so the listeners miss out on things. I edit the gaps. I fix up the problems with the audio. Um, you know, sometimes I'll, sometimes I may cut out, you know, filler words because um, I know there's people out there who get really annoyed with um, the filler words that I use. Um, sometimes I cut them out. Recently, I don't. I just leave them in. Um, I, think, I think what people don't understand, though, Ajmal, is when you, when you have a podcast, and I think it, until you do it, and I think people who have been on owner stories really understand it, um, because I've had so many people on owner stories who at first are a bit nervous. You weren't one of them, but people are because you've done this sort of thing before. But people are a bit nervous because one, it's your own voice. Two, you don't know what to say. You think you might, and that's why I say it's just to just think of the. We're not recording; it's just a chat. And the way I like to do it, and I think we're getting distracted from the poor story here. But the way I like to do it, and you know, there are going to be ums. There are going to be, you know, what I mean. There are going to be those things in there. And I know some people hate hearing it, but that's kind of how a podcast works because. It's not always easy talking ad lib. It's not always just talking off the cuff. You know what I mean? And you 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 understand yes. what this is like when you're in your car. We're talking off the cuff. You know, we don't have notes. We're following. We're just talking. Um, and that's what's. I still think that's what's great about it. And that's why I'm I'm never going to get rid of all those words out of the podcast. And and it's uh, the thing I like about the podcast. And it's more. I guess it's how I go from tangent to tangent and meander through topics when I'm in the car, it's, it's a journey. It's, you know, and it goes through different topics and it's, um, and it connects different aspects of Porsche ownership throughout that conversation. Yep. You know, when you're talking to Steve and, and Steve has a different way of looking and perceiving some of the things and, and the way you come together, you might have seen something. He'll say, actually, I haven't seen that, but he has an opinion on it. And the opinion is it's not, uh, it's not one of a YouTuber. It's, it's you're not trying to get hits. You're not trying to be no. current. You're, no. What you're tr what you're doing is saying I have an interest in something, and I'm just sharing it with to whoever wants to listen. Absolutely, Ajmal, and, and that's that's the bit I love about it. Fantastic. Shall we end it? As I say, shall we end it? It's, it's getting late. I thought you it's, said should uh, we end it? Shall I kill myself? <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. We should end it. It's 11:30 here in Bahrain. I know it's 9:30 in London. 
I think we're done. We've done an hour. I hope uh, the listeners enjoyed that. I know it wasn't always about Porsche, but I just wanted to have this chat with you today because, you know, I did just hit 50 owner stories um, this week with Bobby's owner story. And I know you were number three and you've been on the podcast a few times now. And I just thought uh, it'd be good to have you back on and I shouldn't have done it such last minute. So I really appreciate you coming on. So thanks a lot for that, mate. It's always immense fun and it's been a privilege being on every single time. And uh, I, I just, yeah, it's been really good. Thanks, and mate. Just keep, do, keep doing what you're doing. Anything else you want to share with the listeners before we go? Like and subscribe? Um, like and subscribe to my channel. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really need it. Uh, but the, the thing that I would say to a lot of people, a lot of people who've reached out to me via the channel and some people, there's been a few people who've said, oh, I listened to the 100th um, yeah, podcast. That was the last time you were on. Podcast. Yeah, and a few people have, have messaged me and said, oh, I've just listened to the 100th one and they really enjoyed it. And, you know, that was an, another one of those things where you think, oh, wow, someone, you know, heard it and yeah. then took yeah. the time to find me on Instagram and, and send me a DM. So yeah. that was that was really good. Oh, cool. it, it, it's, it's one of those things that you just think, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, true, true. That was 36 episodes ago, by the way, 36 episodes ago. Wow. I've, I've been really the, the, slack. I'm sorry, I've been slack. <laughs> so I don't know if you, I don't know if you've told. Uh, I think you did mention it actually on the last one where you did the solo uh, podcast about when I said to you the fiftieth owner story should be you. Yeah, no. Uh, and Steve should be interviewing yeah. you about in in the same format of your journey from mm, you know, think... where you were in Australia growing up and what your mm. history with. Porsche is taking you to where you are. I think though people have heard that though, because I think I've, I always sort of talk about it and I, maybe I spoke about it more in the earlier episodes where I sort of just, you know, give a little bit here and there. Um, I know you said that and I thought it was a good idea and I mentioned it in, in last week's podcast and also at the beginning of owner stories, but I just wanted to keep it just being about other people. You know what I mean? Um, no, I and, get that. I and get like that. I said, you know, I've also had other people approach me who are, like I said, reasonably well known and established um, who I haven't actually had on the podcast. And my wife thought I was a bit stupid not having them on, but I just decided that it was just better to keep it just normal guys. You know what I mean? Was normal it Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld? Was no, it Jerry Seinfeld? I wish. I wish. But I always have, I always have ideas, Ajmal. I always have ideas of different sort of spin-offs, um, which I've been talking about doing, one that I have been thinking about for a while, but I just don't have the time to do it at the moment. Um, I'm struggling at the moment even to keep up the schedule of the, the two episodes a week. So we'll see how that goes in the next couple of weeks. Ajmal, thank you. Let's go. Let's, let's call it a night. Yeah. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, all right, everyone. Um, like I said, if you haven't been to Ajmal's Instagram or YouTube channel, it is at flatcapdriver, at flatcapdriver on Instagram and flatcapdriver on YouTube make sure, I'm going to say it, make sure you follow, make sure you subscribe and watch some of his videos. And if you haven't watched the listeners in, in the US and, and, and Europe who haven't, hasn't seen Ajma before, make sure you watch those early videos with the 912 when he first picks up the 912 and drives it. And when not, he drives it, the one he drives for the very first time is still one of my favorites, the one when it breaks down. <laughs> it doesn't break down. It's, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I Don't say, give it away. Don't it. give it away. <laughs> let, let people find out themselves. It's a good one. It's a good one. All right, everyone. Ooh, um, are we, hang on, are we, are we, are, do we still not, because I haven't sworn on this one. Yeah, we don't. Oh, we don't do that? No. Because Steve normally swears and I feel like I'm stepping in for him. I should say fuck or something. There you go. It's done. <laughs> it's done already. All right. Thank you, Ashmal.
Thank you. All right, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening to the Porsche Cool Podcast. That's it for today. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.